Hey everyone, welcome back to the Hobby Frequency. It's me, Rami, again. Today, I'm being joined by Joanne Nassar. Um, hey, Joanne. Hello. Uh, Joanne's a um, account manager here at Hobie on our customer success team. She helps focus on our clients' growth and success, uh, helping them in uh, with, our, with the three of our packages, the outbound, inbound, and uh, our sales framework. And uh, so, Joanne, before we jump right into it, uh, talking about lead scoring today, um, how are you feeling? How's it going? I'm feeling good. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. Glad. Well, I'm excited to have you on. Same here. Um, yeah, then let's jump right in. Um, today we're talking about what a lead scoring model is, what's involved, what's involved in building it, and what it's used for, why it's important. And so I guess the first thing I want to do is I want to ask you, what is a lead scoring model? Okay. Uh, at the beginning, let's start by defining what a lead is. Maybe okay. people doesn't know, don't know exactly what a lead is. So a lead is a prospect. Uh, it's a potential customer that uh, the marketing, marketing team targets uh, in order to make them convert and make the purchase or use the product or service we are using. So he, it is called a marketing qualified lead, where we put some effort in order to make them a sales qualified lead. And I'm gonna explain later on what does, it, does this mean and why we do this. So exactly what we do is we have uh, this lead and we give him a score based on the activity that he's doing on our website, based on the interest that he's showing to our product. Uh, for example, if someone fills a demo form, mm. his score will be higher than someone who just visited a website page. Right. Or if someone visited specifically the pricing page, yeah. it means he's not in the awareness stage anymore. He is like more likely to convert. So his score will be higher than someone who viewed uh, the product page. So this is how we qualify them. And um, uh, this is the logic behind the scoring. And, and uh, we will see how we will use it and we will benefit from this. Right. Okay. And so if we were to put it in uh, a sentence, which is what I'm going to try and do, um, it's basically the logic about how leads are scored depending on how they interact with... Uh, our website, our emails, our our content that we're putting out, right? Yeah. Okay. And what's the idea behind it? I mean, why why would we want to do that? Why would anyone want to use a lead scoring model? Okay. So uh, we have a list of our prospects that we define based on our persona, our ICP, their behavior, their characteristics. So instead of handling this list to the sales team and tell them approach these people. Uh, we need to we use the scoring to qualify the prospect to give them different ranking so uh, the sales team knows exactly uh, where to put the effort to not waste their time on prospects who are more, who, who doesn't who um, didn't even heard hear about our uh, business or they're not even ready to buy yeah so um, this is why we create we have a funnel made of three stages mm top of the funnel, middle of the funnel, and bottom of the funnel. Right. So these leads, are uh, uh, we distribute them based on their scoring in these mm -hmm. different funnels. And uh, when they reach a higher, very high score, which is 200, then they will be an SQL, they will be sales qualified lead. I will give, I will hand them to the sales team and then they can approach them and they are more likely to convert and close the deal. So it's about um, if you want to determine the sales readiness of a prospect or of a lead. 
how how willing they are to have a conversation with a salesperson if they're ready to be contacted by a BDR, yes. an AE, an SDR. We basically use this in our email marketing strategy. So the prospect, um, we receive many emails with uh, many delays in between. Uh, he will know more about the product. We will give him more blogs to read, uh, many chances to visit the website. Mm. So whenever a sales rep calls them, they know about you. They're ready to hear you and give you some time. Yeah. And maybe later on, they will convert. Okay. So it's sort of like uh, nurturing them and qualifying them until they hit you know, that, that 200 score and yeah. then they're ready to be contacted. It's like a filter. You're filtering throughout this funnel. Yeah. When they are ready, we will, uh, the sales team will approach them. Okay, okay, that's cool. Uh, and you mentioned uh, calling people who, who didn't hear about us. I remember, uh, <laughs> I remember that happening a couple of times when someone got through and uh, when I was still a BDR, it was, uh, it was a it's, lot of fun, it's yeah, yeah. It's a little intimidating. Yeah, because you have to uh, start from scratch and really uh, introduce in 30 seconds. It's, uh, BDR's listing will definitely know how, how difficult that can <laughs> exactly. be. Um, well, then I want to say, I want to ask, I mean, building that really sounds complex. So how exactly do you go about, you know, building that model? Where do you put the points? How are you, how are you handling that? Yeah, you have basically different steps that you, that you should follow. Hmm. Uh, first of all, you should, be, should already have defined the persona, the prospect, uh, you created their online behavior, their interest, uh, their pain points, so you know exactly uh, how to approach them and what to tackle to uh, grab their uh, attention and uh, interest. Then uh, the prospect yeah. will receive a series of emails with uh, delays in between and different call to actions to the blog page, uh, to the website uh, pricing page, to watch a video on your YouTube channel, um, to uh, read a testimonial. So based on the content of the emails, then each activity will be scored differently based on the value of it. As I said, the pricing page has more value than a video viewed only. Right. So based on their activity, they will uh, be scored and um, the MQL will move from one stage to another. First of all, in the TOEFL, they are still on top in the awareness, uh, reading more and uh, they are more informative content. Yeah. Oh, and tofu isn't uh, the food, Joanne's saying, top of the funnel for those uh, wondering. Yeah. <laughs> then comes the middle of the funnel, which yeah. is the mofu. Right. Uh, then people will, will uh, more, they are, they've heard about you more, their, uh, their score is different. So we have three scoring, as I said, and the top of the funnel, their score is between one and 100. Right. And then in the middle of the funnel, their score is between 101 and 150. Mm -hmm. And in the top of the funnel, their score is between 151 and 200. Okay. When they reach the 200 and above, yeah. then they are a sales qualified lead. And now the sales team will get in touch with them. Okay. Oh, so cool. yeah, that's the logic behind it. All right. Are there any are there ever any scenarios where someone might sort of go from the top of the funnel and just jump directly into becoming an SQL? Of course. 
So in the, the prospect, um, maybe some people have the need and they know what they want. Mm. So when you're, they receive some email, they will directly engage with you. And, and from one time, they will visit all the website, click all the links, view all the videos. And this means that he's very ready yeah. and uh, he wants to make a move. So directly his score will increase. And some other people uh, does, do, are not aware that they need this service that you offer as a mm. business. So they need more time to, um, uh, to, to be nurtured, to, to, to get to know you more. It's like an onion and uh, you get You're to- You're peeling away at the exactly, layers. Exactly, one by one, slowly throughout the process. So we give him the whole time that he needs until he is ready now to be approached. Okay, okay. And it'll also, I mean, I think you're referencing the the buyer journey depending on where they are, awareness, consideration, those kinds exactly. of things. Okay. And um, I mean, w- w- putting those scores together, what are some tools that you might use to sort of make that easier? Yeah. Uh, in order to set this up, yeah. basically you need a marketing automation tool. In Huawei, for example, we use Autopilot. Mm. And you need a CRM as well as like HubSpot, for example. And um, they, we, you need to ensure that the marketing automation tool and the CRM are well integrated because mm. whenever the score increases and someone becomes an SQL, he will be automatically pushed to the CRM where the sales team will handle it. So. It's very an automated process, and uh, you you set it up basically everything on autopilot on the marketing uh, automation tool. Okay. Okay. Cool. And um, all right. I just want to uh, point out to something that yeah. the scoring differs from one industry to another and from one company to another. Mm. So you have standards or best practices that we use in Hovi. But, um, for example, a SaaS company has a totally different scoring than another company and the unique uh, scoring. Mm. So um, it's... This goes back to, you know, the first step you you had mentioned. Who's your your ideal customer profile? Who are the buyer personas? Yeah, the industry and the the business itself. Okay. And, you know, not only on this podcast that we sort of referenced, you know, the ICP, the buyer personas... uh, it seems like it's a very big step to start, um, you know, whenever you're looking at some of the strategies. Uh, it, it does it really have that big of an impact on how you usually score the uh, the outreach that you're setting up or uh, where, you're, where you might score, let's say, uh, someone opening an email uh, at a SaaS company is like, let's say, 10 points on the score, uh, where maybe if they're in construction, it might be 10, uh, 10 or 15, for yeah, example. It varies a little based on the industry. But you have a minimum, a best practice, mm. and then it's uh, it's like you test and adjust accordingly. So uh, it's, uh, on, the, on the experience, uh, on the, the different sales, uh, the different prospect that becomes SQLs, mm. the feedback of the sales team, if they are really ready to convert or not. So you adjust accordingly. Okay. And what are some best practices that you follow here? 
Um, so the best practices are really to, um, as I said, uh, differ between industries and do it based on the relevant industry that you're working on. It's very important not mm. to use one scoring model and apply it on all the companies. Yeah, it's not a one-size-fits-all yeah, uh, thing. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And um, you also need to customize the action based on the, uh, the scoring based on the high-value action. So. Right. Um, it's very important to, to differentiate between a lead form scoring, a website visit, an email open, second time open, first interaction, second interaction. Mm. So uh, it's the way of the action that gives the relevant scoring. Okay. So it's very important to pay attention to this. Okay. That's awesome. Well, there are, do you have any... Uh any tips and tricks from your experience that you want, you know, maybe some of our listeners might benefit from? Um, actually, the lead scoring is very helpful for uh, the sales team to uh, put the effort in the right place and be efficient. So I advise anyone, any company to adopt and implement the lead scoring strategy uh, in their marketing efforts to do this filtering uh, because it facilitates the process and everyone will be more efficient in his work. Awesome. Okay. Thanks, Joanne. I really appreciate you joining us today, taking you know a really big chunk out of your out of your day. Uh, she's always busy with meetings with the with clients, <laughs> so uh, I can't believe I got her. <laughs> um, thanks for joining us. Thanks everyone for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank Bye. You. Bye.